the Armed Forces Bowl in Texas matches up two Texas teams. And two teams we know. We're starting to get into the area of the bowls now where this will happen more often, where there are there is knowledge about the coaches and there's knowledge about the teams. So everyone knows Baylor. Art Bryles, the great program that he had there, what happened in the the falling out of that program. But it was resurrected quickly with Matt Rule, who ended up going to the NFL. Uh, and then now Dave Aranda. And I've already had podcasts talking about him because his his fingers are everywhere now in, in football. I mean, his, the influences on him and then his influences have are everywhere. And his defensive coordinator this year and last year, uh, his two seasons at Baylor, actually three, so in the last three years, uh, was Ron Roberts, who was his actual mentor, one of his mentors, and Greg McMacken was the other one. So again, you can listen in the other podcast. I've talked about Aranda. Uh, he mixes up pressure. He's big time into mixing pressure. Uh, really, McMacken was the Desert Storm guy a long time ago, and that goes back to Joe Lee Dunn. And Ron Roberts, his defensive coordinator, goes back to Joe Lee Dunn. So, and, and also Dick LeBeau. He had Dick LeBeau and Don Capers he learned from too. So that's the, the, the zone blitz. And then Joe Lee Dunn's about the Sims and the Creepers. In other words, you know, you're showing blitz. Are you going to blitz? You can come a not, you know, Joe Lee Dunn was wild. He would come nine man, 10 man blitz, like uh, Buddy Ryan's wild stuff, aggressive stuff. But then he'd back everyone off and then rush one guy or two guys. So he experimented all the way to the extremes, which is interesting because then we have Art Bryles, who was at Baylor, and he experimented to the extremes of space and how and how wide. And people are starting to do what he did now. Josh Heupel's one. There's a lot of it going on out there now. And Kendall Bryles, his son's still out there. But he made the field twice as long and twice as big as it, wide as it was because he would line receivers up right on the sideline. And now you're starting to see other teams do that. And then all of a sudden, he'd run a huge heavy package or big guys up in the middle. And there's one team I just talked about had a 275-pound tight end. That's like class, and who's actually mobile. As the athletes get better, you're going to see more of this. So Art Bryles put offense to the extremes. And uh, Jolie Dunn, to me, put defense to the extremes. You know, And a lot, and Dave Aranda's coming from that line. Greg McMacken. Like I said, he had a lot to do with what was called the Desert Storm back then, but he had his own version. So that's high pressure, but a lot of mix. And then, of course, Ron Roberts, who was his defensive coordinator this year, also doing a lot of mix. So, and, and, and Aranda will go a lot of man-on-man, but he'll mix in those zones, those tricky zones. He's not as much a mixing coverage guy. And, and you could start to say maybe that has something to do with why he let Ron Roberts go. I'm not really sure why he let Ron Roberts go. I have to maybe hear more about that during the game. Maybe the commentators will have something on that. Not, nothing I'm not, I'm not looking into at the moment. Uh, one thing is, uh, look, the facts are Baylor hasn't been the same without Art Browse. I mean, their offense, if you look at the stats, has dropped. And it's and it's very the very best offense has been the year after Bryles left when it was a lame duck year of Jim Grobe as the fill-in coach. But I think Kendall Bryles was still there and they were running the Bryles stuff. Then after that, it there's it's been okay. You know, it's not terrible. Um, it, it's it's good. It's okay, but it's not like Bryles. And then on defense, Phil Bennett, Bryles' defensive coordinator, was doing pretty darn well. And 
you know, a couple years there, it, it took uh, Rule, Matt Rule didn't really have a really good defense to his last year, and it was really good. They lost a lot of people. So Aranda's first year, and especially his 2020 COVID year, it wasn't that good. But then last last year, it was really good because he had a lot of guys coming back. This year, he lost some people again and on the on defense. Uh, he still had, but he had his whole defensive line back and a big guy from LSU in the middle, the nose tackle. Apu Apu Ika, I guess you could say his name. But those guys, statistic-wise, didn't look as good this year. They weren't as good this year. So I'm beginning to think you're in the Big 12, and they know how to get rid of that ball, spread passing. And they were getting rid of the ball. <laughs> and but the, other, but the bigger problem is Baylor was being run on this year. They lost a couple of really good linebackers in their crew. And, you know, it can be a mix of a 3-3-3-4-ish stuff that uh, – and 4-3, it's all hybrid, but that's what Aranda does. But they lost a couple guys there. They lost a couple guys in the secondary. But, you know, but yeah, no, they were giving up yards on the ground. And, and, and that's something, that's probably why Ron Roberts isn't there. My guess, maybe some big runs because you're applying a lot of pressure and maybe not enough mix in the coverage and mix in the sims. I, I, I don't really know. I, I really don't know exactly. I'm taking a guess. But all I know is Ron Roberts isn't there. So, you know, but again, they didn't have a lot of guys. It wasn't a real experienced team coming back this year. And you kind of snuck up on everyone last year in a big year for the Baylor. And the Big 12 was really tough this year, and there's a lot of good offense. So you're adding all this together and saying, is it really Ron Roberts' fault? Except that I trust Dave Aranda. So, and that was his mentor. So I don't even know. That had to be hard. You know, there's something there that he wants to evolve on that he doesn't feel. It reminded me of when Mike Tomlin let go of Dick LeBeau. And I'm like, what are you, nuts? But I understood it later because Mike Tomlin's trying to evolve the defense. And even though those guys will go down as some of the greatest innovators ever, they needed to evolve. It happened with Urban Meyer's offense. It's a little bit with Malzahn's offense. Things evolve fast now. So that's what's happening there. Um, Blake Shapin's an okay quarterback. I mean, there's nothing great to say about the Bears. I mean, the best thing is they have a really good offensive line. They should have had a great defensive line, but it didn't turn out that way so far. So, but their offensive line's really good. And Jeff Grimes is a fun offensive coordinator. He's he's into the power. He actually calls it um, what's the thing? I, the RVO, reliable violent offense. I I, I don't know. I buy into all that at the RVO, but whatever. But no, Grimes learned from Matt Canada. He he learned from a lot of people. He has a huge background. Um, a lot of pro guys. Andy Reid's in his background. Morningwig, uh, Mike Sherman, Dirk Card- C- Cutter. I mean, you know the B- the Boise State style. Oh, Gary Croton, the Crowton, the um, uh, you know the pro spread passing spread style. Uh, Mark Helfrich, who is with Chip Kelly. Uh, Gus uh, Malzahn, we know about him. Uh, you know Cam Cameron, and then finally Matt Canada. And Matt Canada does a very unique uh, style of power power spread. A lot of it can be under center center. He actually got it from a guy. It's called the fly sweep. There's a fly sweep guru called Mark Speckman. And when he was on, when Matt Canada was under Bill Lynch at Indiana. University, Bill Lynch had more of a passing spread style with some running, more like a spread style. But Matt Canada infused a Mark Speck, Speck, Speckman uh, fly sweep stuff with the Chip Kelly power spread stuff 
with some the pistol from Nevada all together and his little power power spread pack he's at he's at the Steelers right now trying to do it in the pros so it's his own thing and Jeff Grimes like I said had a lot of that a little bit of air raid but a lot of B some um but a lot of pro and then a lot spread together but he's combined it with the Matt Canada to make a real power side of the power spread and he'll go under center he'll run slower tempo tempo he can bring it up and quick it but it's it's pretty cool i mean it, i i like it it just you know it's a different thing i mean for aranda as a defensive coach i guess it works but then you really have to have a really great defense so you know you got to decide how you're gonna kind of do all this because you're in the big 12 and that ball is going everywhere i mean the offenses are dynamite so grimes is a decent offense but again what kind of talent are you getting for that kind of offense and right now again I don't know. I, I don't, you know, there's no, uh, they have a, a freshman who I, who's a decent running back, Richard Reese, but, and we're a good offensive line, but it, it, the offense, you know, I think it's doing, I mean, they actually improved a little bit from last year. It's the defense that really went the other direction. So again, you know, Jeff Grimes is still there. Ron Roberts isn't. So it's a defensive thing we're looking at. It's, it's a style maybe Aranda wants. He doesn't want this wide open stuff. He wants. He knows he has to do the power spread, but it, he's going to go on the power side of it. So that you can say is working. But you know, there's nothing I look at Baylor and say, "Oh wow, dynamite!" And they're in a tough uh, conference. So they and they lost a lot of their. Uh, uh, they lost their last three games of the year. So um, and they were tough games. I mean, they um, they actually won three in a row. They were what were they? They were three and one and three and three. Tough losses to West Virginia and Oklahoma State. Then they won a couple, and they were five and three or six and three, three in a row, and a big win over Oklahoma, close one, and I, it was in Oklahoma, and it seems like something went down there, like they totally let down against Kansas State, who wiped them out, and then they also lost that game at home and at home against TCU, and a real close one, which left them burn out against Texas. That was on the road, and and they gave a fight, they fought, but they ended up with three losses to finish the year, so six and six. And then we jump over to Air Force, and that's just there's there's people you know, you know Troy Calhoun, who's from Fisher DeBerry back in the day, and that's like the original Flexbone. That's before Paul Johnson. He got that with Jimmy Satterfield, going all the way back to Jim Brakefield, which is going all the way back to Red Parker, who goes all the way back to Bill Yeoman. By the way, Bill Yeoman was the big mentor of Art Briles, so there you go. It's all connected. But yeah, no, this is. And in the, in the original Flexbone, it was funny. They would break that Flexbone. Ken Hatfield, for Air Force and then for Arkansas, would break it and take one of those wingbacks and, and move it to tight end or receiver, but usually like a tight end. So you have two receiver, a tight end, and then just two running backs. So it's sort of like a broken Flexbone, sort of like a pro bone, pro Flexbone. And that's what Air Force, and Air Force would always pass a little more than the other military schools. And and mix that in. So they were trying to find that edge. But this year they went back. They've passed the least in many many years. Hardly any passing. Uh, actually, and their quarterback's a dual threat, and he's very good on the uh, the run. But he he's actually okay at passing. But they just they're I guess to help the defense. Uh, I don't know. I mean, their defensive coordinator is Brian Knorr, who's a Jim Grobe guy all the way. And Jim Grobe learned from Bill Parcells, but it's like a 3-4. But Brian Noor mixes it up because Air Force used to play around with a 3-3 way ahead of everybody else. 
So Brian Noor has a nice defensive scheme. He had some guys. They had a lot of guys back this year, Air Force, and they don't always have that. The military schools lose their guys, and, and they're, they go through seniors and seniors. So this is interesting that they have a lot of people back. So they had a real good year last year, 10-3, and three, and with a lot of guys back, yeah, they're they're a really good team. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they have some good linebackers, Sanford and Mock. Uh, they have a really good secondary safeties, Trey Taylor and Camby Goff, really good safeties. Um, they have a good team. They have a decent defense. And the big thing about this is they have, like, the slowest tempo in the land. They will just eat up the clock. They do. They huddle. They go under. They do like a like I said a broken flex bone, um, but they're not passing much this year. So it's a lot triple option. They've got a nice fullback in Brad Roberts. Hazik uh, Daniels as a quarterback can run it a lot, and he can throw it a little bit. So he could do a couple big surprise passes out of nowhere, uh, especially because they haven't passed much at all this year. So I don't think Baylor will be expecting it. And Baylor's going to be really jammed up in the box to stop the run because they have been bad on the run this year. So maybe Air Force, with some time, you know, in the last couple, you know, two weeks, a little bit extra time, it's going to pull out some big passes out of nowhere. So, you know, Air Force is the one who looks good right now. Uh, the way they, their schedule, um, it's a pretty tough schedule, actually. Uh, not like Baylor's, but obviously, but uh, but they had a, a good start to the year. What they were six and or five and two, lost a close one to Boise State, and then they won the last four of the year, so ten and three, and uh, not not the toughest schedule, but but you know not 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 an easy schedule per se, but so no, you know obviously Baylor is the favorite and should be the favorite, but I don't know. I I mean Air Force is going to be fired up for this because they're fired up. They're always fired up. It's military school. It's great operations, great culture. Uh Calhoun's been there forever. His uh coordinator Mike uh Thiessen, has been there forever uh with him. And and so this is a solid program with a solid team. Uh, can Baylor win? Absolutely Baylor can win. Do I think they're going to win? I think they're gonna. It's gonna be tough for them. I think if anything, if they win, they may get punched in the mouth at first, and maybe because of the they do have you know they're in the Big Twelve, they're they're more talented. You know they get better recruiting and all that. Uh, they they could get punched in the mouth and then sort of like battle back with Jeff Grimes' offense and 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 win it at the end, that kind of thing. But I'm not sure. I, I would take Air Force with the points. Uh, you know, give give you know take the points because Baylor could win a close one, but I think Air Force is either going to win this outright or make it real close, and they're going to eat up the clock, and it's going to probably be on the low scoring side because I think Jeff Grimes is going to eat up the clock a bit, and uh, well, it's a, it's going to be a tough match, tough tough ball game. It's going to be interesting going forward what Dave Aranda is going to do with this defense, um, what kind of defensive coordinator he wants, and can he get more involved with the defense even for this game while still being a head coach it's always the question or does he want to really give it to someone he can trust and if he couldn't trust his mentor i don't know what's going on i don't know where he's headed with this so it's going to be interesting totally forgot a little add-on here it's about what 19 degrees <laughs> it's in texas and i'm just like i'm still getting used to these different weather patterns and yeah this happens in texas now and it's, uh, I guess, really windy, too. So the wind chill could be really bad. And also, 
you know, obviously with the wind, you're talking about not passing. But then again, these two teams are built on power. So uh, in the end of the day, that's, it's going to kind of work out for both these teams. They're both from Texas, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, in some ways, you know, definitely Baylor has better passing than Texas. I mean, I'm sorry, Baylor has better passing game than uh, Air Force, obviously. Um, that goes without saying. So, you know, obviously then it, you maybe you have to say it, it goes for Air Force. So, you know, maybe that tilts it all the way. And, and honestly, just being that cold, you have to stay motivated. And, and I'm almost a little worried, too, that, I mean, I trust Aranda with his culture, but he just fired his defensive coordinator, who was his mentor, and this has been a disappointing season for this team. I, I'm not sure. I, this is all pointing towards an Air Force win, and now I'm not even sure it will be that close. But it's hard to imagine, you know, because there is a talent differential. I mean, just, just ridiculous not to say that. So it's hard to imagine a team with a talent differential that Air Force is just going to wipe them out. But uh, but control the game and win handedly, I could see that, definitely. Uh, so... I said take Air Force with the points. Now I'm almost thinking just outright. But yeah, we'll see. This is going to be interesting. I'll tell you what, Art Bryles days, no problem, because there was a time he didn't have a quarterback. So he actually told my friend Manny Matsakis, who's a friend of his, that um, he called it the snapback. What did he call it? The snapback. He, didn't, he said he didn't feel he could call him a quarterback because they were just guys that didn't play quarterback. But he had all these guys taking a snap. They rolled up like 600 yards rushing. I mean... It's really do yourself a favor. Try to study Art Bryles stuff. I mean, and 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 try to find the you know Manny Matsakis podcast. Find it his interview with uh, Art Bryles from last year. Um, it wasn't even something Art does as like a a science project or like he's scheming in his back room somewhere. It's just all about you know what what do you need to do to win the game? You know, it's all about essentials. It's all about uh, mother of necessity, right? Just he did what he had to do, and and and, and if he, he came from Bill Yeoman, and he did a, a lot of the Veer stuff, and then he moved into a spread game, and it was all around him with the run and shoot in Texas in the eighties. But you know, but he did it his own way with his own coaches, and they did their thing, and and then he learned some stuff at Texas Tech. But he's just always learning, and he's always creating. And uh, yeah, I, it, it's interesting. I, it, this guy, I mean, it, it, you talk about power and then you talk about spread. Is there more extreme versions of that in a spatial dimension? Gus Malzahn was more about time and the timing things. And then, you know, Urban Meyer was about the athletes and athletes in space more. You know, it's a little different. Athletes in space versus space for athletes. <laughs> And yeah, there's a difference. There's a big difference in that in that concept. Space for athletes. We we go with the the base structure of space for the athletes. Athletes in space. The base structure is the athletes first. But don't get me wrong. Art Browse was a big guy into the culture and 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 recruiting and all that stuff too. So, anyways, but I just thought I'd throw that in because this kind of weather. Yeah, Art Browse would have figured it out. I think. But anyways, these guys today, they're, they're going to kind of play towards that. But I'm just wondering, who's the this is going to require even more motivation like to play in that kind of weather. I've done it myself. Uh, yeah, you got to be motivated.